Let me ask you something. You ever seen a building made from asphalt? (laughs) Neither has Robbie Barnes, Auburn's concrete king of civil engineering, who's constantly looking for ways to form bridges with his students to reinforce structure amidst all the pre-stress and post-tension in their lives. These crazy days, more than ever. I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Hey, Sylvia, thanks again for that introduction. Got to remind you once again for the, I swear it's like the millionth time. I told you this we're going to have to award winning hashtag. Well, she does it. I mean, she does it every single time. Well, yeah, she, back she in the studio. The, yeah, Studio the, A. That's the award winning hashtag. Getting the best podcast in all of higher education. Hands down. Take it to the bank. I'm Jeremy Henderson, a communications and marketing specialist in the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing. Joined as always here by my co host, Austin Phillips. The director of the aforementioned office, and uh, we got Marcus Klutz over here with a with a mask and a mission. It looks like he showered today too. Look at that! He's got oh, a collared I shirt. I can smell it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What what is that old? Uh, what is it? Spring. What's this? Irish Spring. <laughs> is that what it is? Your car. Hey, that's some that's night sweat stuff. <laughs> and High uh, karate. Yeah. Today in the year of our uh, pandemic. Uh, we are back uh, and joined uh, by Robbie Barnes, an associate professor of civil engineering. Robbie, can't thank you enough for being here and uh, braving the heat. Finally oh, got hot. It's hot. It's Crikey. June in Alabama, finally. Maybe we'll burn off that Rona, though. But again, yeah. th- thanks to thanks to the governor for letting me get that haircut, because I couldn't be doing no. it in this heat right now. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. wife is still mad I went and got my haircut. <laughs> now, Robbie, I've heard a lot about this civil engineering in my mind it was always like like a finishing school or something like manic manners etiquette uh, civility and everything but apparently there's more more a little more going on there's there. there. yeah. a little bit more down there so was, that's basically uh, it let's talk let's talk just about civil engineering in general because i recently started covering you folks mm-hmm. over there mm-hmm. in civil and i kind of like the attitude i kind of oh. like the because there's a sense in my mind there's a sense, sense of like uh, we were first kind of a thing, like once upon a time. Yeah, yeah. There when you, you go. meant engineering, you meant civil engineering. Do I yeah, understand that correctly? Uh, well, like, uh, yeah, that's basically it. You got uh, civil engineering, and you got uncivil engineering. And, uh, <laughs> that's right. That's what I'm talking and, about. And uh, the name comes from the fact that we are every we were everything except military engineering. Yeah. Um, and so, your first uh, professional engineers in the United States were primarily uh, graduates and products of the U.S. Military Academy. Uh, a lot of whom are famous generals and that sort of thing. And then uh, you had those type of folks moving over into the uh, civil infrastructure area, uh, working on providing roads and bridges and uh, eventually sanitation in terms of clean water and taking away bad water and that kind of thing. Aqueducts. So, yeah. Is that civil absolutely. stuff? That the is Romans civil. That's right. That's that right. Jazz. If you need it. To live on a day-to-day basis, we bring it to you, and we take away the stuff you <laughs> want to go away. That's what I heard. I like that. It was basically like, like listen, yeah. you start dissing us, like, sign We're going to take it all uh, away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like so let's talk about some of your specific interests. 
and and we, I mean, we can get in there. I, I don't know. Take it away, Austin. What do you want to do? You want to talk about how he came to Auburn? Where, where, well, where I know, go either, first? Either, either or. I, I was as you were describing a civil engineer. I want. I wanted to ask why. Why did you become a civil engineer? Oh wow. Um, let's see. Why did I become a civil engineer? Uh, I was always uh, very interested in uh, bridges and structures, um, and uh, that's what I wanted to do. Uh, Either that or be a history major, and uh, luckily uh, the the structural engineering thing stuck because I went to an engineering, pretty much engineering only school, and uh, worked out pretty well. So, Art Slotkin's yeah. got the whole history oh, part. Let, that, let, let yeah, Art yeah. take care no, of that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyway, um, and um, you know, I knew I was interested in bridges and structures. Uh, I was good in math and science. Uh, shout out to my uh, first grade math teacher. Uh, really? Yeah. What's the name? Yeah. Our name was Effie Thompson. Was and that your entire, that was your whole teacher, right? I mean, she taught you everything. Uh, no, 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 no. She taught me math. math, and she was the greatest math teacher on the face of the earth. And, uh, yeah, what kind of, is, I was about to say, what kind of school did you go to? Yeah, at, this, Conc- at Concord, uh, your first, Murtis Mills was my teacher forever. Right, we're we're right. going to get off topic here, but, <laughs> but uh, Black Lives Matter, and Effie Thompson was a black woman in uh, Greenville, North Carolina in 1977. and uh, Greenville, huh? Greenville, North Carolina. Uh, and, uh, you know set me on my way at age six or seven yeah, I, that, that is that's a question you know as you know we're we're recording this on a friday um just you know within a week of where we've had civil unrest or, or around this country for civil, the yeah. for the um you know, the death following george mm-hmm. floyd and somebody asked a question about when was the first time that you had an african-american teacher yeah. and the person i was i was um it I, it, it baffled me of some of the responses I saw because there were some that were like, I never had any. Yeah. Um, but for you to say you had someone in first grade, mine was fourth grade. Yeah. And in fourth grade, it was UW Clemen, who's one of the first federal judge, black federal judges, wow. uh, in this nation. Um, that's, you know, big, big lawyer attorney in Birmingham. His wife was my fourth grade teacher. Okay. Uh, and, and two, Concord Elementary was, um, Gosh, Concord Elementary was almost a hundred percent white, a uh, very rural, rural school. Um, but yeah, Miss uh, Barbara Clemen was her name, and she was my fourth grade teacher as well. Yeah, well, I was lucky enough to be in the first generation of uh, integrated schools where I grew up in Eastern North Carolina, and uh, maybe only five or six years beyond uh, full integration, which I didn't completely understand at the time. But uh, this lady was uh, a graduate of HBCU program, very much uh, the hidden figures generation in terms of math teachers, math scholars uh, that come out of those those programs. And uh, she was a great influence on my life, and I've been thinking about her a lot this week. Well, the teachers make a difference. I mean, yeah. that, that's for Apparently. sure. Yeah. I, I, know, I know I have some. In, I mean, not only just did they prepare me for my career, um, but I mean, there's some that were mentors in life. I, I know yeah. when I lost my brother, my, the Carla Wynn, who is the biggest mentor of my life uh, as a teacher, she had lost a daughter uh, in a car wreck that was very similar. And as the first person I went to, because I mean, here she had lived the exact same thing. So, I mean, teachers are important. Yeah, absolutely. no pressure. Absolutely, no pressure. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you change any lives? What's yeah. going on? I'm too far down the are road. Are we going to have a podcast in 20 years where somebody uh, well, said, hey, Robbie Barnes? Never, you, know? not, you never, you never can do enough. Um, yeah, but you know, back to the the topic of engineering. You know, one of the things I thought was funny is all the way up to the time I was applying to college. This is how different things were then than they are now. All the way up until the time I was applying for college, I knew I wanted to uh, design structures, but I did not know the name. 
of what that profession was. And, uh-huh. and, and even today, we have issues like that. You know, I could open up a flyer and I could be like, well, well, I like bridges. Is that transportation engineering or is that this structural? And then a lot of kids are confused about architecture. Until I came here, that. I thought engineers was just trains. Yeah, that too. Well, right. just like, you know, that's all. Well, I just still conductors don't think that's or something. <laughs> I mean, that's all that's going on. Well, so, so you go to Georgia Tech. Yeah. Uh, and then wow. you get your. Never uh, heard of it. Wow. <laughs> wow. I was about to say, Jeremy dropped some hate <laughs> on Georgia somebody, Tech. Somebody did some research. <laughs> yeah, I like, yeah. When I told you I had to go back to my office oh, yeah, and do okay. something real quick. All right. <laughs> but Ooh. you. Uh, B-A-R-N-E-S. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Barnes. But you, but you, go, to, uh, you go to Georgia Tech and then you uh, get your master's and your doctorate at UT Austin. That's correct. What a great, great yeah. name. Well, that's a great, great name for name a city. Great name city. One of the best. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And then your career le- leads here. What, yeah. We, we've talked about it. It's been about 20 years. Yeah. Um, so what what brought you to Auburn? What what oh. turned you on to Auburn? Of uh, this is where I want to take my career. Well, this is this is highly topical as well because we lost Coach Die this week. There we and, go. Uh, and you may recall I said I grew up in a town in eastern North Carolina and the football coach oh. when I was oh. a child there. Oh. Was wow. a, uh, there you go. Yeah, they picked up this linebacker coach from the University of Alabama that uh, really turned their program around. Yeah, he and did. so as a child, I I knew this coach named Pat Die and I went to. This other school you mentioned over there, and we had an arch rival, uh, and I do recall that somewhere around the time I was about halfway through college, I learned from a friend of mine's family uh, that were big fans of that arch rival. I didn't like Coach Die anymore because Coach Die at a school called Auburn had once turned the sprinklers on him. There <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go. So, so uh, you know, years later, I'm I'm applying for positions, and I'm looking at the. You know, back in the old day, we looked in the magazine to see what jobs were available. And uh, there's Auburn. And I thought, well, now I could go work at that place because that's got a place that turns the sprinklers on Georgia fans. You know? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. What, what a great story. Now, so that just is, uh, I is always that, think is that's that, kind of funny. It's, that's not why I came to Auburn. But, yeah, but I will tell <laughs> no, you that, no, that's it, I will no, tell you that the image I saw when I read that, that the job posting was uh, was the image of sprinklers. Uh, I've always yeah. said that with Tennessee people. Yeah, so. uh, we, we should always be friends with Tennessee because, I mean, it's enemy the, it's of the enemy of my friends. That's right. That's right. Is that, uh, is that mask you're wearing there? Is that an ECU mask? <laughs> no, it's not. But it, but it is a tribute. It is a tribute. Um so, uh, you know, and at the time I uh, had a couple of uh, faculty offers, um, and I won't name other schools, but I can tell you that, that being over in Austin and, uh, and a great place, but, uh, but the environment here in Auburn was somewhere that we really wanted to be, you know, and for all the great things about Auburn and, and in terms of the town and a place to raise your kids and definitely a place to work in the work environment. So when the, when the job offer came in from Auburn, we were very excited, and it made the choice easy for us even way back in 1999. So, Jeremy, I think it set it up. Research. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, research, uh, 99. Uh, you're a man, from what I can tell, who likes concrete answers. Yeah. But um, yeah, huh? All right, concrete there. Right, that's right. a word I saw. Yeah, let's talk about what's going on over there. Structures, concrete. Yeah, I mean, what are we actually doing here? Well, I, I am a structural concrete researcher, and and uh, I'm a little bit afraid because we're on a podcast here, and so I have to put a disclaimer out there right now. 
I am not an expert in sidewalks or uh, driveways. So uh, if anyone's watching this podcast and wants to connect with me about their sidewalk or driveway cracking issues, I'm not the person to call. Man. So. <laughs> the, bought yeah. the house. The patio's Roots already cracking. Yeah, yes, so, yes. Gonna, that's right. I'll so that. uh, structural concrete is, uh, is concrete that's used more for structural purposes, uh, if you want to think about it. So things that support uh Folks, elevated slabs, uh, beams and columns, bridge girders that hold up bridges. Uh, anytime that the structure needs to span over some distance, whether it's 10 feet or whether it's uh, 500 feet, we're talking structural concrete at that point. So that is uh, my primary area of interest, uh, primarily involved in uh, practical design and analysis, uh, new, uh, somewhat new innovations, as well as just figuring out how to do it better uh, or more efficiently than we do it now. So about two years ago, we came and uh, did a video with you in Harbert Center yeah. in the uh, current structural testing laboratory right. that we have there. And the reason we were doing that video is because we uh, are now getting close, probably here a couple months away, That's right. uh, with opening a $22 million advanced structural engineering laboratory. That's correct. Um so can you talk about what that's going to do for your research, what that's going to do for Auburn University, uh, and really more importantly, what's that going to do for our future students who want to go into civil engineering? All right. Well, yeah, this is a fantastic facility uh, and uh, come together from a lot with a lot of support that we're very appreciative of. Uh, and it's about 40,000 square feet, quite large. Uh, and you can, there's an awesome, the latest drone video, I think, hit the web yesterday. Yeah, if you want to yeah. go find it, not too hard to see. Uh, should be should be ready to go, or at least largely ready and open by this fall. Uh, if we can all be around to do stuff in it, but we're able to get our work done. Nice thing is we don't have to stand too close together to do our research because right, it tends right. to be spaced out. So uh, what we can do is uh, we'll be able to uh, test and do research on large-scale building components, bridge components, all sorts of structural, uh, civil structural type elements, uh, foundation elements. That's one very nice aspect of this structure is there is a large what we call geotechnical chamber that uh, some of our geotechnical engineering faculty will be able to use as well, where we can uh, basically uh, have soil in that chamber and down below ground and we can embed uh, foundations and structural elements down into that and then apply large loads to them but we can do that uh, just to regular structural components as well without that aspect but that's one of the uh, unique aspects that this structure what this facility will have it also has a very large concrete materials laboratory which is a little bit more uh, focused on the uh, concrete like I like to say the recipe itself in terms of uh, how that's uh, you know different new and uh, innovative types of concrete materials. So anyway, uh, we'll be able to bring in hopefully a lot of uh, much larger research projects, a lot of larger uh, funding, uh, funding uh, national uh, funding type sources. Uh, in the past, we've been able to do a lot of research, but we really had to scale it down because our facilities were quite small. This will make us uh, much more competitive on a national scale in terms of bringing in that research, bringing it, being able to get Auburn students involved in that research. We're very hands-on, and we've always used a lot of students, both graduate students in particular and also undergraduate students, in our research. There's a lot of uh, building that actually goes on in our research itself. Students uh, get involved in, in building the components, putting the components together, building 
the apparatus that we use to actually test the component or uh, measure the things that happen on the components when we do those tests as well. So great opportunities there just to get actually involved, okay, and in addition to being able to come and see things as well. And what I, something I love too is, uh, so this play, this is going to be built a little bit off of our main campus, um, off of our main engineering campus around right. uh, off of Magnolia. So we'll be this facility is at the pretty close to the intersection of Sanford and Shug. Yep. Um, but this beautiful glass that opens up so you i mean people drive by are going to see the lights on at night Mm. see the work that you civil engineers are doing in there but the large access to the front you know that's something that we really have a problem with here at harbor is you can't get trucks to have big loads in there because you've got ross right behind there's nowhere to turn around there's no you know even though we do have a dock there it it, it is not conducive to be able to to bring things in so so that access is really going to be a big to to be able to give you guys the tools that you need yeah, the longest uh, the longest element that we ever could get into uh, the Harvard lab was 40 feet, and that took a lot of work uh, in terms of – well, I shouldn't get into too many details, but it took some – You should have called me. It took some, some – yeah, yeah. All you got to do is hook it. Yeah, yeah. It took some uh, some serious work, and some signs may have been temporarily bent, bent back into place. Uh, but uh, in the new facility, we can easily get something 140 feet long awesome. into that facility awesome. so you're thinking like a, a full-scale bridge girder or something like that uh and then put a lot of care into the siting of the structure so that it could be oriented in such a way that a, a, a long vehicle truck could basically trailer could basically back right on into there uh, and at the same time that it'd be nice look nice from uh west sanford over there from uh suge as well because it is basically uh, one of the gateways to campus, right, right, uh, and and it needs to, it needs to be an attractive structure, and it certainly is. Well, and that and that's just some land. That that's just part of campus that we've not utilized as much. I mean, f- uh, facilities management is out there, but right. um, f- this campus is going to grow as we've seen the our medical sector down mm-hmm. the nursing sector. It's it's growing toward that south end, so we're we're getting in on some of that action mm-hmm. as well. Love yeah. that action. I mean, this we know that we are the best at what we do. This is bringing y'all a you know a state of the art i mean like best thing in the country yeah. kind of a thing right yeah. i mean that's gotta you take that into a conference you take that that's gonna swell the chest a little bit people yeah. are gonna be looking at you yeah, differently that's right oh right. you work for auburn i've had dr roberts tell us um or doctor is dr roberts or dr taylor about going somewhere and some of the materials that we've sent out mm-hmm. uh, yes. promotional of man i've seen that the structural engineering lab that y'all are building that that's something yeah. else so it's going to be a game changer for us yeah. you know mm-hmm. we, we go we we always say and this is this is not our marketing this is the truth we are the structural transportational leader in the state of alabama no no doubt uh Probably the southeast, and I mean something like this is putting us on the on the map of the nation. Of, That's right. There's not a, there's about not a facility like this. No. Um. So, like Dr. Taylor said on that promotional video, if you're a student that's wanting to study structural engineering. This laboratory, this this is the place for you. If, if you've not already thought about it, you better start thinking about it. Uh, I hate to get into this. Uh, a lot of concrete pride going on up in here, positivity okay. and everything. Do you ever get into kind of like a Jets versus Sharks thing with the NCAT guys? All their asphalt oh, pride. We, and, you know, you know we get along so well. We get along so well here at Auburn. Uh, none of that 
No, none no of that idea. stuff really. Yeah, that goes, okay. uh, that goes in know. line to what I just said. Yeah. You know, not only do we do structural and I transportation, mean, you know, we do concrete and we do yeah. asphalt. Uh-huh. You know, if, you, if you're driving on it, you're parking on it, you're on it. We did it, Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure you've seen all the buildings that are built out of asphalt, so you know. <laughs> uh, what, what a, pew pew! Shots fired! Shots fired! No, I, oh oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. So that, that, we'll just leave it there. Well, Robbie, real quick before we go, talk about the uh, you know this crazy experience we've been having uh, in terms of teaching remotely, the remote instruction, having to zoom with your gangs and all this yeah. stuff. How's that been going for you? Well, it's very different. Um, you know, as an individual instructor, uh, dealt with it at the uh, end of the spring. Um, dealt with dealing with it again this summer. Uh, it's a little even more strange this summer because uh, there's been no chance to establish a one-to-one face-to-face rapport with your students. You know, in the spring, we had a couple months there. Um, it's gone pretty well. Um, it's been a challenge for the students. Uh, been a challenge for the faculty. I think much more of a challenge for the students. We have to be completely honest about that. I I was lucky to make some technological purchases earlier in the semester that really helped me out in terms of computing. Um, you know, our uh, engineering network services guys, holy cow, what, a, what an incredible job done by uh, that bunch, uh, just being able to turn this thing around in a matter of days uh, on immediate things we needed immediately, and then a little bit longer on the things that we could wait a little bit longer on, and right now doing a lot of work to get us ready for the fall as well. Now, on campus in the fall, but there's going to be a lot of big changes, and that's going to require a lot of tech in the classrooms that we didn't have before and those guys are doing an outstanding job right now getting that ready uh, and we're working on that but it, it, it's been a challenge and, and uh, we struggle with uh, trying to establish that one-on-one rapport with students and that's what's really missing we can deliver what you might call the content and we can uh, try to stay in touch but it's a little bit more challenging a lot of students you know I, i'm not only a professor I'm, I'm a parent we you know uh of a student and uh, it is a challenge uh, for the students to do what they do back home or wherever they are to find the kind of space that they need to be engineering students uh, but you know like uh, president goose said it was pretty amazing that the whole uh, institution turned on a dime more or less from about a wednesday thursday to uh to the following monday we were delivering things remotely and and I, I uh, have one role in coordinating the undergraduate program over in civil engineering and uh, never had any doubt. And one of the – there were a lot of emails that went flying around, but but most of those emails – everyone stayed civil. Yeah, everyone stayed civil. Uh, and, and civil. The, you know, the, the, the biggest – I would if I had to summarize those emails, most of them were uh, me sending emails to people saying, you guys got this, and them sending emails back, and we got it. And so, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's amazing what you can do these days that you couldn't have done. 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. Amen. More Eagle. Yeah. Robbie, can't thank you enough for being here. Right. Yeah. Great. And uh, Jeremy, I'm, uh, before we leave, I, I want to touch on just a couple of things. Like you'd mentioned uh, the passing of Coach Die. Yes. I, I wanted to mention that. I mean, that that's a big one for the Auburn community. Um, what Coach Die did to. You talk about structure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Amen. He put structure yeah. back mm-hmm. into this program mm-hmm. whenever people had lost all hope, um, especially on the athletic side. And, uh, you know, some people don't understand this in the South, um, how much pride we do, um, establish with our athletics, with our academics. Um, they go hand in hand. Um, and, you know, for, for the Auburn people, what Pat did was, I don't, I don't know if you'll ever be able to replace it. 
um, of what he did for the the hope of the Auburn people. But I also want to say, too, um, we also lost someone else that a lot of people aren't going to be familiar with. Our mm. development courier, Andrew Gunn, worked here for what did what did it say like 40 years yeah 40, 40 years like andrew like i said he was our courier for development we were on the hall uh, with development for many years and andrew had one of those voices that was just there's no voice like it mm. and he had one of those just the best outlook online we all we still mm. use it i mean when you say hey to andrew Hey Andrew, what's going? On? Rolling on. That's what he would say. He's all, but he just had the best demeanor. Uh, and we lost Andrew this week. Um, and so to Joanne and his family, you know, we our thoughts and prayers are with you. Our thoughts and prayers are with the Die family. Um, our thoughts and prayers are with our nation right now uh, for everything we're going through. So, but we're still rocking and rolling. We're still going along. Second semester. Um, I mean, summer semester starting up. So we're here. We are back in business. Back in business. Ain't it great? Rolling. Yeah. Thanks a ton, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Oh, thank you, Have guys. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. War Eagle.